What does cleaning bathrooms and sweeping the floor and changing your oil and typing on your keyboard at work have to do with worship? Or what does Pastor Joey think about transports? We'll dig that into the Summerbrook takeaway today. Hey, I'm Tanner Treffin, and this is Pastor Joey. Welcome to the Summerbrook Takeaway. And uh, Pastor Joey, I loved your message. Uh, we started a new series, Red Thread, going through the whole Bible, starting in Genesis past Sunday. It was, it was a great message. Yeah, super excited to take a journey through all 66 books of the Bible and uh, seeing the red thread in the Old Testament that Jesus uh, is throughout the Old Testament. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I think just you talked about just the Bible. It's so cool. And, and what an argument for how truthful the Bible is, is that over 2,000 years it was written, uh, dozens of authors, and that it has one single message that's continuous throughout the whole story pointing to Christ. Like, that's so amazing. It's absolutely fascinating. Love it. I love the uniqueness of Scripture. It shouts uh, the, the, the heart of God for humanity. Awesome. So in the, in the beginning we get into Genesis 1-1 and that God created. So what are some thoughts on that? The big thing there, he's the designer, so go to him for wisdom. Uh, go to him for direction and trust in him. Uh, so I think we all need to realize that God uh, created it. Yeah, I love, you said, uh, he is the designer, not us. Yeah. That I'm not in charge, I don't know best, but God does. And so trust the designer, trust his plan. Yeah. Let's go him. Uh, he is the light for our darkness. Um, so how can we walk in that light? I think the big practical there is that Jesus says, I am the light of the world and that uh, he is the light in our darkness. So go to him when you're, you're struggling with sin, when you're struggling with decisions you need to make. And also realize as you look at the, the world and the order and the beauty uh, that there's no way it happened by happenstance, that there's clearly intelligent design and obviously, as Christians, we believe that the Christian God is the one, uh, Jesus Christ, who created the world. Yeah, I love the connection you're, you're helping us see as a church uh, that Alan brought up in our staff meeting this morning of how uh, God said in the beginning, let there be light. But then Jesus is the light of the world and the light that shines in the darkness and that connection right from the get-go pointing to Christ. So huge cool. red thread in the early parts of Genesis. Huge. It's beautiful. Uh, next one is God created man and woman. With some thoughts there. Yeah. Um, so as I, I didn't go to uh, Genesis 1 through 3 with the mindset, oh, let's hit these hot button issues of our culture. It just jumped out of the page because you got Genesis 1, 2, 3 that, that deals with the gender issue of uh, God created a male and female and that uh, and he saw that it was good. And so that we should, so the, that hits the whole transgender issue. And, and then it, he, God created marriage between a man and a woman. So that hits the whole uh, living together before you're married, you shouldn't. And, as a, a Christ follower, that you should get married and, and then honor the Lord uh, with your sexuality within the confines of marriage. And then also the, is relationships between a male and a female for marriage. So it hits the the homosexuality issue as well, that God is, is not for homosexual marriage. Yeah, man, it, it just gets right in your face. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it all jumped out there, as well as protecting our marriages. Mm. Uh, in our culture today, as Christian marriages, they should shine brighter of our joy. And it's going to take work, but they, we should really stand out in our Christian marriages. Yeah, that stands out of just how he says it's good. It's not like God made all these things 
And I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of messed up, guys. I'll, why don't you just wait, and thousands of years later, why don't you fix it for me and redefine marriage and redefine gender and, and as if we knew better than the creator of the universe. And, and there again, God created, and uh, we're, he's in charge, not us. But what we're trying to do is uh, trying, we're really trying in our culture to push God out of every situation of our decisions and man make their decisions, and then we what we have from that is chaos, and that's seen throughout Scripture because it's not like uh, we see this perfect harmony in Scripture where no one ever messes up and rebels against God. The, the complete opposite that man does his own thing, and there's total uh, chaos because of it. Yeah, it really stood out to me how you pointed out um, how the marriage is holy; it's a reflection of the church. Uh, the bride of Christ and Christ being the husband and how as our marriage is holy because it represents God. And so I was like, whoo, Mary, we got to get this right. Yeah. <laughs> we we got to make sure our marriage represents the Lord right. So yeah. that's, that's and, and, and that's why it, hitting the issue of lately it's been, uh, there's, uh, and I wish I knew the names, but there's a, a female swimmer uh, in the NCAAs that she was going uh, to go into one career field, but she's waited a year to really uh to really protect women's sports from uh, men who have uh, changed, uh, change, uh, have become transgender to change their sex to female to be able to compete in women's sports, and that she's really saying that uh, creates an unfair advantage. And, and I agree with her. I think it's wrong uh, for transgender uh, to be allowed to uh, compete in women's sports like that. I, I, I so I'm totally. Uh, for her and her stance that it should be just females. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that makes it fair and saves people's athletic pride. <laughs> yeah, so there's my opinion. <laughs> and I think a, another great book that we mentioned was Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy, that we're created to be the, our bodies are created to be the temple of God. And so we shouldn't sit there and try to have uh, sex change to change from male to female or female to male. Uh, because God created us that way, and we need to embrace God's unique design for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I loved uh, Miguel brought up one of his takeaways in the staff meeting was uh, how everything you do is worship that, that you talked about on the sun, Sunday morning. So as you go to work, if you do it onto the Lord, it's holy. It's, it's worship. And so, um, you know, for the the mom out there struggling, you know, with their kids screaming at home, as you change those diapers, as you discipline those kids, it's, it's worship as you do it on the Lord or the person stuck in that job who's just really struggling, trying to make ends meet. As you go in and, and work your best to bring God glory, hey, that's worship. You don't just got to be a pastor at church to do holy things, but you can do holy things right in your house. Uh, changing oil, whatever it is, it's as you do it as unto the Lord, obedient to him, it's worship. And I think that brings life into every situation that's good that we do cool. um satan is attacking the foundations and, and we were just hitting on that gender sexuality marriage um that and you can see that whole story of creation fall redemption right in genesis 1 through 3 so man genesis 1 through 3 is just full uh, i encourage you actually as a church go back and read those three chapters fully as just as uh the whole thing because we didn't get to get into the whole thing on sunday and so there's even more to dig in there oh it's huge and dakota our worship pastor really brought that up that his big takeaway was that you know that's that flow of the whole bible you can see the red thread uh creation god created and then adam and eve fell and then you even see in genesis three fifteen. 
of he'll bruise your head and, and Satan will bruise his heel that it's right there the gospel and that's throughout scripture but right from the get-go one through three it's right there at the beginning foundational and Dakota put together uh, that video we saw of the outdoor service. That was awesome. Good job, Dakota, yeah. of getting to reflect back on that. What a great time to gather together as a community and meet each other and worship the Lord together. And another great opportunity for that is Serve Day coming up on May 20th. Uh, come join us Saturday morning for a time of serving our community and making a difference. Yeah, sign up. Let's go. We always have bunches and bunches of people uh, a part of Serve Day. Looking forward to ser- impacting Somerville again. Good. Um, so you had some conversations after the message. Yes, Sunday. I, it's kind of neat. Uh, one gentleman brought up that he he's having a conversation with Jehovah Witness who uh, really has a different take on John. Uh, I compared in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth with uh, John 1. In the beginning it was the word, the word was with God, the word is God. And so they uh, Jehovah Witness have a different take on John 1. Thoughts there, Tanner? Yeah, so I was digging into this some um, as we were talking about it. And the a Jehovah's Witness re, uh, reads the New World Translation, um, and that was written, uh, the foundations of maybe in the early, uh, in the 1800s. And they say, or our Bible would read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But they would read, and the Word was a God. Um, and so they try to make Jesus not full equality with the Father, but a lesser uh, created being. Um, but when you look at the actual Greek grammar, and so you, when we come to Scripture, we want to take our perspective and fit God and what Scripture says into what we want in our worldview. And I think that's what a Jehovah's Witness does, the changing the text to, to match up with what they want to believe. And it's tempting for all of us to do that. And so what you have to do is let Scripture interpret Scripture and look at it in context. And, and so you have to go back to the original Greek, now, I'm not a Greek scholar or Greek grammar guy myself, but uh, Daniel Wallace is a Greek grammarian, and he writes in Beyond the Basics on page two, uh, 269, quoting him, John 1.1 1, 1 stresses that although the person of Christ is not the person of the Father, their essence is identical. The construction the evangelist chose to express this idea was the most concise way he could have stated that the Word was God and yet was not the person of the Father. And so John, as he's writing that, he's showing that Jesus and the Father are both God. They're identical in their essence, but they're not the same person. That's why he writes it that way. And I think that's a a great reason to put your faith and trust as Jesus as God and not a God of some lesser being. And, and so the Jehovah Witness there are completely interpreting it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Say. what they say is um, why they would say it's a God is because there's no definite article of the, um, and but it doesn't need to be a the there. But if they're looking for a definite article with the, with the word God, um, just in the same book in John chapter 20, verse 28, uh, Thomas, when he comes to put his faith in Christ, he says, my Lord and my God. Um, That has a definite article right there. And Jesus doesn't condemn him for calling him God, but he actually blesses him and and says he's got it right. And so uh, as you read the Bible in context, it points that Jesus is not some lesser being, but God Almighty himself. Cool. Thanks for looking that up for us. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Any uh, final thoughts for us, Pastor Yeah, uh, my biggest takeaway was, uh, and and it was in my soap journal, that he's the designer, so I need to go to him uh, for wisdom. I need to go to him and trust him. And a lot of times uh, I forget that, no, he designed it all. So go to him in the small decisions and the big of direction in his word, uh, personally as well as um, 
uh, for as a congregation. I think one of the biggest things we can do, and I taught uh, soap journal. I've been putting a started a soap journal on the back of each of our message notes, so everyone can see application of the scripture. Those who hear my words and do them will be blessed. And so in that, uh, I really believe our congregation needs, we need to help some really start getting into the word of God and soaping is a great way to continue to retain uh, what you're studying. Yeah, I, I find soap so powerful because often you read and you meant to do it and remember it, but you kind of do it and move on and you like, someone asks you, what'd you read today? I'm like, I can't remember anything. But if you take the time to write out your soap, it really helps it sink in and you yeah. can remember it throughout the day. Yeah. Another biggie, if you use a, hard handheld Bible instead of your cell phone, not against cell phone used to read your Bible. The key is get in it and read it. But for me, I like the hard, uh, the, the physical Bible so you can mark it up as well. And I, I like uh, going back to things I've marked up. That's helpful as well. That is helpful. So if you want to make headway church, you need a takeaway. So Pastor Joey, what was your takeaway from this Sunday? Uh, just to make sure that uh, he's the designer, not me. And I trust him and follow him everything he's, he's called me to do. That's good. For me, for me, it was uh, Mary and I both want to buy that book, Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy, and read it and apply it. So that's what we're going to do. Um, and what, what are we digging into next Sunday? I'm excited. Oh, man, we're going into Noah and how we see Christ, the red thread in the life of Noah in that period of time. Oh, man, it's going to be great. I can't wait. It's going to be a great oh, Sunday. I'm excited to see the red thread church and uh, continue to join us and apply that takeaway. And God bless you.